welcome everybody to the latest podcast for for women over 50 a facebook group and a way of living for women who have turned that special age my name is maria pesson and i am the founder i am excited beyond words to invite jessica and th founders and business managers of x experts and I'm going to let them tell you what X experts are. Be my guest. Okay, Jessica, you're you're doing the honors. Okay. Well, first of all, thank you so much for the opportunity. Um, we love what you're doing, and we feel like your message is so important and so needed. And so, thank you for everything that you do. Um, we created X, X experts with a, probably a little bit of a similar mission in mind. <clears throat> Um, we got divorced together. Well, not together. We happened to have gotten divorced at the exact same time, um, almost 14 years ago. We've been best friends for a million years. We've known each other forever. Our husbands were best friends. We used to travel together, do tons of stuff together. And then we found out around literally the same time that both of our marriages were falling apart. And so we went through this journey parallel at the same time but our specific individual divorce journeys were totally different. Um, Tate had a really challenging divorce with her ex and I happened to have had a very amicable divorce with my ex. And we would say to each other at that time, so many years ago, you know, we really are so lucky that we have each other to be able to talk to about this every day because divorce can really be such a lonely, dark, overwhelming place, particularly if you don't have close friends or family members that have been through it, that are open to hearing you talk about it. And by the way, when I say hearing you talk about it, I'm not talking about negative bitching and moaning about it. I'm talking about having discussions about how to actually get through this process. And we would say back then, like we really need to figure out a way to utilize our knowledge and everything that we've learned to help other people get through this process so that they feel like they have valuable, reliable information from vetted industry experts, as well as hearing stories from people that have been through it, because hearing other people's stories of how they've gotten through it, made it to the other side, can be so empowering and inspiring for any of us going through something as difficult and challenging as divorce. So finally, I would say really honestly, at this point, almost two years ago, we earnestly decided that we were going to launch X Experts. We created a website filled with free resources and information, articles, blogs. We've started a podcast. We've had thousands of listeners on the podcast. It's called Divorce, Etc. by the X Experts. And we just feel like all we're doing is bringing people information that they don't know that they need to know when they're going through divorce. That is so important. As a divorced woman myself, going through the process, there was a lot of things that I learned and um, that I did not know before. And like you, I kind of had to find it by myself. I went through an acrimonious divorce as well. However, I was the happiest divorced person I know because <laughs> I was out of a situation that was just not fun, just a bad situation. So, you know, it has it had its high points and low points. But funny enough, he and I are now friends. And yeah, well, I never have imagined not, that. Right, that's really amazing. So I it was know. the marriage that was preventing you guys from be from coming together. Yes, exactly. We weren't good as marriage 
partners, but we were good friends. And actually we were always better friends than we were partners. So, you know, we it was something that I guess we thought we were supposed to do next and we did right. it. Right. It's a familiar story. I think a lot of people find themselves in that same situation and then, and then figure out years down the line, like they're not necessarily that compatible. So, but the divorce process, as you know, is so difficult and challenging that I really do think that people who have every intention of having a collaborative and or amicable friendly divorce, it can get really hairy and it gets in the way. And it becomes much more difficult to deal with it because resentment and anger starts building, even if that wasn't where you started. Right, exactly. I mean, we started as really good friends. And I used to say he was my um, soulmate because we just thought of things the same way, but we just weren't, you know, I guess, passionate. We didn't have that kind of passion in our lives. But um, as women over 50, this is something that seems to be happening to us in increasing rates. You know, from our age, divorce wasn't so common, you know, when we were younger. Our parents, most of our parents are probably still together or passed away at this point, but um, uh, they're still together. You know, people just didn't get divorced. They thought, how do you get divorced? You can't get divorced. This is what your life is now. Society says no. Yeah, well, remember the Godfather, and he says, "I think I'm going to lose your wife." He says, "She, mother says, how could you lose your wife? She's your wife. It can't happen. You know, clueless." So we kind of like, kind of paved the way to um, looking at divorce as a normal thing. I was just reading an article that the divorce rate in this country is 52 percent. Wow, so it went up because it was like around 42%. um, And then second marriage divorce rate was like 69%. But I guess if you average them out, it comes out 52%. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty high. And it's very interesting that it's as high as it is. Um, That just shows you that maybe marriage isn't um, a solution for the modern age. Who knows what the solution and is? It's also interesting that, like you said, I mean, growing up, the three of us at a time where far fewer people were getting divorced, it really was not, it was certainly frowned upon in a lot of, um, in a lot of whatever, societal circles. And I think that that's also why so many of us carry around such shame and stigma around the idea of getting divorced. And so there are, as we know, a lot of people out there who are not divorced but who probably would be better off if they were themselves for their, you know, spouses, for their kids, for their families. And, you know, I think that us being out there to support people and let them know that there is happiness on the other side and that, yes, it can be a period of time that, you know, you're mourning the loss of whatever your vision was for your marriage, for your family, that, we all deserve to be happy and there are so many more years left to live. And so the, the period of time, you know, during the struggle of divorce is a small blip in the radar of, right. you know, what you deserve and what you can have later on down the line. We just did a podcast um, that divorce doesn't define me. Mm-hmm. And we talk about it all the time. I mean, I was separated. We separated in 2008 from our husbands. My divorce wasn't finalized until January 24th, 
2012, which I see as my New Year's Day, um, and the, like the official first day of the rest of my life. But the first day of my life was of the rest of my life was really May 8th, 2008. And I think that it's also a growing experience. But for now, for what you guys are talking about, we are letting people know that it's okay because in our parents' generation, it was not okay. Yeah, and it yeah. was clear it was, it was not okay. Yeah. You were like, bad, you failed. Okay. Yeah. Right, it's your fault. And those are the kinds of messages that would be in my head in staying in my marriage. Like, what's wrong with me? What do I need to fix to make this work? Like, and then so simple to just say, maybe it's just not working. Right. It's okay to be unhappy. So we are getting rid of the, you know, the stigma, but also the, right, like Jessica said, the shame of it. It's totally okay. It's right. a hot minute in your life. My divorce took four years, but my freedom took one phone call. So <laughs> that's it. That's it. No, the, the more we talk that, about it, the more we give you permission, the sooner you can move on with the rest of your life. One of the things, though, that I find that um, as women over 50 going through these tough times is that we've invested our lives in our husbands and our yep. family. Many of us have not had, I personally had a career, so I always stayed working. I was back six weeks after my first child was born. So I always was fortunate enough to have a career when I made enough money and, and I was successful and all of that. So actually divorce wasn't as tough on me as it is mm -hmm. on so many women who didn't go back to work, who stayed home and took care of their kids. And they're totally beholden now to the money that their husbands make and their husbands are doing well. You know, these women put their husbands through law school, medical school, right? and they didn't have careers themselves. So they're locked into places where it's also financially difficult for them and career wise and just, you know, standard of living that they're going yeah. through. But I don't think they're trapped especially in COVID land where everything's remote, almost everything has a remote option and virtual assistance and customer service and people answering phones. And you can learn Excel on your own, on your laptop and giveaways and education on LinkedIn. I think that you're only trapped if you trap yourself, but if you are open to learning something that's along the lines of things that you enjoy, you can have a career and make money doing stuff that you like. There are so many awesome resources out there and people and communities and virtual events that they're just giving away. And all you have to do is show up because you don't know what you're going to learn. You don't know who you're going to meet. And you don't know if that's the answer, but it's certainly going to get you a step further ahead than you were the day before. Teach and I are huge advocates of you are in control of your own life and you are in control of your own destiny. And there's no doubt that there are numerous women out there who, when they are going through the divorce process, they are maybe in a worse off situation than some other women because of exactly what you said, Maria. They haven't had a career in a long time. They don't have an independent source of income. They... Um, are the underdog for sure. 
But we all also know that there are plenty of stories out there of people um, taking control of their own lives. And it's all about the decisions that people make and the mindset that they have. I'm not one of those like, you know, woo woo kind of people when it comes to all of that. But I really do believe like someone can sit down and be like, oh my God, I'm screwed. You know, I gave my whole life to this person and I'm never going to be able to have money coming in. And now I only have, you know, $300 a month to live on because that's all he gives me. Or that same person can be like, look, I need to like pull up my pants and move forward. And what kind of side hustles and what kind of other, like Teach said, what kind of other opportunities are out there? I mean, I left a, t- a career as a network news TV producer running programs on national networks that you, that you and other people you know actually were watching. And I was like, I need a different lifestyle having nothing to do with divorce. And I ended up joining my sister in a network marketing business with essential oils. I became a certified aromatherapist. I am a huge advocate and a huge believer in essential oils and what they can do and the benefits of them. They've personally helped me sleep with things with headaches, just things in my personal life. When I was working my TV career, had nothing to do with how I was making an income. But in the past seven years, I've built up a business that now pays me more than what I made as a network news producer. We, Tate and I are obsessed with that show, My Unorthodox Life with Julia Hart. This is a woman who is totally uneducated, had not gone to college, was you know, living in a house, got married at whatever, 18 years old and started having kids, ultimately got divorced. That woman is a freaking powerhouse. Like, yeah, she's a rock you, star. I, I think that we just really believe like, yes, there are women and there are people out there who are going to always label themselves as victims and always label themselves as I am trapped in this situation. But we are here to part, to help people realize that they're not. Right. There are other options out there that are going to make, give you a better life because you're going to be happy from the inside out. I actually know two women mm-hmm. well into their fifties that started new careers as flight attendants. Wow. They are, one works for JetBlue, the other works for Delta. They get to travel all over the world. They get to meet lots of new people. They meet lots of single people and married people and they make money and benefits. And that's the career because they love to travel. So you can either become a travel agent or you can be like the travel aide on the airplane. And that's what they did. And it's so simple. It's like, you have to dummy it down. Don't overcomplicate things. What do you like to do? You could go anywhere today and do anything. What would it be? Great. Now let's look what your opportunities are around that to also enjoy and make money and be self-sufficient and take control of your life. We are hundred percent all about that. And I think that people who get stuck thinking that they can't is because they don't have voices like ours telling them that they can. Ladies, you can. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. That's a wonderful, a wonderful message for sure. I mean, we need to hear about that. We need to know that there's life on the other side of it. You know, it's not like life ends when you get a divorce. That's right. The perfect life. And now you don't have the perfect life. You had the perfect life. You wouldn't still be with that person. And I also want to say, like, even though I think that TH and I really have a very strong empowerment message for people out there who are going through divorce, 
please don't misunderstand either of us to say that like we didn't have our own moments of devastation and despair and sadness and mourning and wallowing and self-pity and all of the things that everybody goes through. I think the difference is a, we had each other, which was very helpful and, and part of what we're trying to do for other people. And on top of that, we both knew that there's like a time and a place to be able to recognize the feelings that we're feeling and be able to embrace them and be sad and be in that place, but to not let it completely overtake us and who we are at our core. Yeah. I, in addition to Jessica, I also had a therapist that I was going to where I, she was kind of deciphering things for me. She'd like ask me about my day or my week. And then she would translate what that means for me. Like wow. what I could do differently, what I could do better, what that message actually really means instead of the way that I chose to interpret it. Sure. And so I'm a huge proponent of therapy too, because mm -hmm. as much as we can do for each other is all we can do for each other. We're not experts in this lane in terms of, you know, mental wellness, <laughs> how to deal with a narcissist or how to deal with the shame of infidelity how to talk to your kids. And so we, that's why ex-experts really exist because we aren't the experts in everything. We're the experts in our own lives, which are very full and very promising for us, but had a lot of obstacles. And I was thrilled to be out of my marriage, like a freaking hallelujah. But I had three kids under eight and that will continue. I had two under seven, seven and nine. Right, so that's as hard. And that's also kind of, like conflicting, right? You're ready to fly, but you got these kids who are like, uh-uh, I'm not going anywhere. And you're well, not going anywhere. Go with. Well, you're going to stay right here as you are with me forever. No <laughs> guilt, right? So. Well, I'll tell you, I ended up being a true single parent because my ex-husband wasn't really the nurturing kind of father, you know, he didn't make sure they ate or had blankets but he played video games with them for five hours. So he had his, oh my God. <laughs> he was a kid at heart, but um, I really raised my kids by myself. And I felt as the sole parent with a career that I had to spend every free moment that I have with my children, because, you know, I don't, I didn't want to date. And I mean, I had a date here and there, but I didn't really have a social life because they were my social life. So now that they're in their 20s and my daughter's turning 30 and I'm an empty nester, it's like I have like a whole new set of challenges because my ex-husband was the social director. You know, he always had us going on trips and doing things and stuff. Left to my own devices, I read a book at home. And so a lot of women who are part of my group on Facebook for women over 50 are, um, having a hard time with the loneliness yeah comes from being an empty nester um yeah you know just some of them didn't have children at all in their yeah in a different way how do um how did you guys deal with the loneliness that comes from besides having each other you know having an active social life getting out there again i think it was self-inflicted because I didn't want to go out and answer questions. I'm in a relatively small, but hugely gossipy town <laughs> and area and club. New Jersey? And, hmm? New Jersey? Yeah. 
But any <laughs> suburb, like Jessica's a city girl. She can be out and be totally incognito. But like, I go to the supermarket, I walk down the street, I someone's driving by me. I mean, I can't get away from it. So I think it was more that but when I did go to my first like big social event, it was a friend's 40th. I went with a couple who are among my closest friends who are married, who are now divorced, by the way. But at the time we're married, I felt safe with them. And I still couldn't kind of fend off all the questions. But if you don't try, even in baby steps, so what Jessica was saying, you know, we felt it, we've cried, we've everything. It was a lot of baby steps and it's been a long time, but it was still with the intention of moving forward. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna get dressed. I'm gonna go with these, this couple. And I'm, if I wanna leave, I'm gonna leave. But maybe I'll stay and have fun or maybe I'll have a little bit of fun, which is more than I had. So I, I tried to put myself out there. Jessica and I definitely, spent a lot of time together. We had our kids, we made, you know, mommy and kid dates all the time. Um, we did things, you know, she's in New York. So I love New York and we would go in all the time. Um, and like our first New Year's Eve after our separations, which were in May, we vowed to each other, we were together. Like right. if she was seeing someone or I was seeing someone, they were out and we were going out and spending that night together. So really having a wingman, wing woman, whatever you want to call it. Um, I would also say that I would recommend yeah, a wing woman. I like that. Yeah. Along the lines of having a career, making money is also, do you like to play cards? Like Jessica just joined a poker group over COVID. Like she's learning to play poker remotely. That's a whole new group of friends. That's like such a safe way to do it remotely. Or if you want to go in a walking group or you want to, you like to hike, like what would you like to do that you don't do? Or what do you like to do that you want to continue to do? And, and just go do it. There are so many groups and clubs out there. I will say that I'm a very extroverted person. I love to be around other people. I totally thrive off of other people's energy. But I definitely have had and still continue to have like those down divorce moments, right? Where you you are so lonely and you're so sad and you're kind of like, I, I am better. I know I'm better off because I wasn't in a good relationship for one reason or another, but I don't really know what the next 40 years are going to hold. And is this going to be it? But here's what I'll tell you, Maria, and everybody else out there. You, I don't know how to articulate it in like a gentle enough way, but it's like, it's the effort that you put in also. You have to be very proactive, unfortunately in connecting, reconnecting with your friends. When you are in a bad marriage, it's very common that you aren't socializing as often alone with your friends because you don't wanna field the questions. Like teacher saying like, how is, how is this person? How's your husband? How's everything going? And like, you know that things are shit, but you have to like put on a happy face and pretend. But the thing is, is that when people find out you're getting divorced and you have those initial conversations with friends of yours, you know, they, they kind of are like, let me know what I can do. Let me know if you need me. Let me know how I can help you. And then the onus is on you to be the one to have to reach out and say, hey, do you want to have lunch? Do you want to get together on Saturday? Do you want to go for a run? Do you want to go for a walk? Let's go to the movies. And I just will say like, it sucks because it's another layer of kind of responsibility that is dumped on you. And you're like, I'm already drowning in all of this. 
and it's and it is so lonely and now I have to be the one who's going to have to make all these calls and find out if someone's free but the truth of the matter Maria is the answer is yes because it's very likely that people who've gone through a divorce have become less connected with their friends over a period of time and I really made a very concerted effort honestly after both of my divorces to really like reconnect and make sure that I was calling my girlfriends and and setting up lunch dates and trying to see if you know someone could grab a coffee or whatever because I want to have my group and I want to have my people and it's not they don't, if they haven't been divorced and they don't understand they don't they have every everybody has shit going on in their lives they have their own kids and their own spouses and their own jobs and their own responsibilities it's it's not their job to kind of like can constantly check in and see how I'm doing. I just think you have to be the one to make the effort yeah. to get through the loneliness. Absolutely. Because right, people might interpret you not reaching out that you want to be alone. Right. Like you want your space. You don't want to talk to anybody. And they're like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to lay off. So the more you communicate, and again, it's so easy now. You can DM people on Instagram. You can set up a group chat. I'm more in touch with my friends from high school since COVID. And we do is Zooms and we have our group chats, check in with each other than I was before. It's like, it's so easy now to take a very safe baby step with your laptop, with social media or, you know, whatever, a text message. There's so many things that are available to us now that we didn't have before. Like, oh my God, there was nothing like this. You would have to physically go into a place to sign up for something. Now you can just be like, okay, ding, I'm in. Nobody even knows that. Online dating. You can go online dating for friends too, not just for boys. Totally. Yes. Yes. You could do that as well. So I'm going to change um, the conversation because um, I have one last question to ask you guys um, before we go. And that is what superpowers have you guys gotten since you um, turned 50? Well, actually you aren't 50, are you? I remember my answer. (laughs) Are you 50? I can't remember. I am, Jessica's not yet. Oh, okay, Jessica's still a baby. I'm still a baby until, yeah. I'll be 50 very shortly, two months. Oh, okay, so then we're we're gonna back, we're gonna back uh, data and make believe you're 50 now. (laughs) You'll hear it after her birthday. (laughs) (laughs) So, Jessica, why don't you start? Uh, I mean, uh, CH, why don't you start? My superpower that I actually learned, I didn't realize I was doing it since my separation, but um, my son suffered from severe anxiety and depression. And the best way to support him was to be present. I am a fixer, I've always been a fixer. You know, I've got every solution. I'm 10 steps ahead, but I'm missing what's happening right now. And I was missing what was being said right then because I was already out of the game. So my superpower now really is to be present. I have had, you know, I've had tons of health issues in addition to divorce, but I don't kind of associate myself with anything that's bad. I put that away somewhere else, which might be a minor superpower. Um, but I am very present in my life from the moment that I got the phone call that confirmed that my marriage was over. I have been grossly aware of everything that's happening, good, bad, and ugly. And I am tremendously grateful 
because of it and appreciate people in different ways and am able to support people better as well as to support myself. So I don't want to miss out on my life. I don't want to miss out on anything. So my superpower is to be present. I love it. That's a great superpower. And how about you, Jessica? What's your superpower? I would say that that the superpower that I've come across, and it's really been since I haven't turned 50 yet, it really has been more since my divorce. And it's been um, being able to let stuff go and picking my battles. Patience, in a sense. I'm a very high energy person. And I worked in live TV news for over 20 years where things had to be scheduled down to the second and, um, and so I've always been like very much kind of, uh, you know, structured that way and on a schedule and I, you know, everything needs to be planned out exactly. And I really learned after getting divorced, my kids were two and four, that when they were with their dad, I could not micromanage what was happening. I could not determine and control the times that they ate, the times that they went to bed, the way that they did their homework, the way that he handled certain issues. Like I had to let it go. And it was very difficult for me. And it was a, a very hard lesson for me, but I really feel like I've done a, a good enough job with it that it now has kind of um, uh, seeped into the other areas of my life. I think I'm much more easily able to go with the flow than I was before. And now I really do think that that's sort of a superpower because I know a lot of people who aren't able to just go with the flow. And I think that that's an important characteristic in life. And I think it's really benefited me. Well, that's a good thing to learn. Um, those are some of the things that we hope we'll gain in wisdom as we get older. And I, I think we do. I think that there's things that we learn as we get older and we go through challenges and we come out stronger on the other side. So I wanna thank you guys for being on the podcast, but before uh, we end it, I'd like you to tell our viewers or listeners, I should say, um, how they would find out about you and, and reach out to your company. Well, we have a few different ways that you guys can connect with us. And we've done that intentionally so that you can consume and get support in a way that works best for you. Um, our podcast is called Divorce, Etc. It's on most podcast platforms. So if you just Google X experts, E-X-E-X-P-E-R-T-S, um, if you're on the platforms, you can search divorce, et cetera, ETC. Our website, www.xexperts.com has everything. That's really should be your starting point. But I know a lot of people are listening to podcasts these days and kind of skipping over all the other stuff. But on our website, you'll see articles and blogs. You'll see the transcript for each of our podcasts, as well as a full um, recap of all of our ex-experts. What that means is we divide our ex-experts into two categories. First are the industry professionals who you have to pay to get that seal on your document and move on with your life and call your divorce final. The bigger part are the real life experts like me and Jessica and Maria and now 50% of the population of people who have lived it. And um, some stories will resonate with you, some might not in terms of the legal, but the feelings are the same. The loneliness, the fear, the insecurity, the empowerment, the joy, the simple things. So we, we will connect with you and in a way that works best for you. 
Um, and our newsletter social is what media. I wish I what? And yeah, and social media, of course. Um, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, again, E-X-E-X-P-E-R-T-S. Thank you guys so much. It was a pleasure having you. And I'm sure our listeners will learn a lot from this podcast. So thank you everybody for joining us. This is Maria Pessin signing off for Women Over 50. Go to our Facebook group and sign up if you haven't already. And have a great day, everybody. Bye. Thank you so much for having us, Maria. You're welcome. Thank you.